BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. I'm Terry Williams, president of One United Bank. We're proud to announce One United Money Moves, our smarter person-to-person payment experience. Send payments in real time without delay, not in an hour or a day, but right away. And it includes proactive security. You're protected with One United Bank. We keep breaking records to empower you. So join me at OneUnited.com today. Welcome to Cherry's World Podcast. Today you are stuck with me. I am Cherry Johnson. My co-host Courtney is not here today because he is still going to college working on his higher learning. But today I have a really exciting surprise for you. Miss Terry Williams, the owner, the president, the COO of One United Bank is going to be in the house with your girl. I am so excited. If you have been a follower, you know that I am new to One United Bank. I am a One United Bank customer, and I have been trying to start a movement to teach my community how important it is for us to bank black. But I got somebody who is even better and well-knowledge, and she's going to be here today to teach us some things. So without further ado, please welcome Miss Terry Williams. The only podcast coming through your beat stereo is Cherry's World, so let's go around like a merry-go. Plug your phone in, make sure it got a full battery. Download it Wednesday, listen to it Saturday. She cover all topics, whatever you after. She got ball players, authors, doctors, actors, rappers, singers, entrepreneurs, divas, leaders, androids or Apple, turn up your speakers. Trying to shoot my shot like the vaccine, whether it's Cherry or Maxine, whether the podcast or acting, she that queen. PYT, you know what that mean. So you on TV and touch the screen, touch on you. I plead Lucy has got a crush on you. It'll mean the world. Get a blush from you. Teaspoon to me, leave you sleep like Robitussin. Hi, Ms. Williams. Well, the last time I already had recorded your yes, intro. Yes, yes. So we can jump into it. I'm sorry, I don't want to keep you too long. No, no. It's great to be here. Hi, Cherry. I'm really happy to be here. Very Thank excited. You. Yeah. Thank you so much. Me too. Representation is such a big deal. 
I told a little story when I gave your intro about how I was introduced to One United Bank. I had a friend in high school whose mother was a bank customer. And I lived in a different community. She lived in the Crenshaw district. And mm -hmm. one day we were in the car and we were on our way to the store and she stopped at the bank like every mother does. And she left us in the car and she turned around and looked at me and she said, hey, baby girl, do you know about One United Bank? And mm. I said, no, ma'am. And she said, it's a black owned bank. And she said, so next time you open up another account, I want you to do it in a black owned bank, okay? Because it's mm. owned by us for us. Mm. And it serves the community. Wow. And I, at the time, didn't live in a black community. I lived in Malibu. Mm. Okay. Yeah. So we didn't have a One United Bank, but mm -hmm. then I remember going back several years later with my co-star uh, from Family Matters, Sean Harrison, and he used to have a bank account in there, and it was mm -hmm. the first time I had ever walked in the bank and saw black people working in it. Uh, and wow. yes, and so I want to say thank you. It's a huge deal. And as a Black woman looking up to you, I can't even explain what seeing you and your accomplishments does for my soul. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you you talk about representation, seeing you on TV, <laughs> you know, that's representation. And, uh, you know, just uh, the positive role model that you've always been uh, for the community. And I, I think that... Um, you know, we're all trying to be role models. I think we we all were, have been influenced by them. I know I have, and hopefully we can pay forward. So beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm so yeah. like, I'm honored because I don't go oh. into this thinking that anybody ever watched me on TV. So oh, well. <laughs> that, that means a lot. I don't oh. know, what did you want to do when you grew up? I definitely didn't want to be a banker. That wasn't on my mind. Um, so I, you know, I I have thought about this story in my older age um, and realized that uh, the person that influenced me the most was my great grandmother. Uh, we called her Ma Honey. Uh, people in town called her Miss Honey, um, and she owned a a barbecue pit, a juke joint. So for those not from the south, you might. Think of that as like a club or a bar, but she owned a juke joint. Uh, she owned real estate and a penny candy store. And I used to follow her around. I used to work in the penny candy store. I learned how to play pool in the uh, juke joint. Um, but I, you know, I really didn't think of her as being a businesswoman. You know, she was just my great grandmother. She was just my honey to me. Um, but as I've gotten older, I re realized. Um, how incredible she was, first of all, to own all those businesses in the segregated South, you know, back in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, wow. you know, just what it took for her to build, you know, real estate and everything else. Um, but I also realized how much she influenced me um, and made, I, I won't say that I wanted to be a business person, but I didn't view business as a negative or as something that I couldn't do. Because, you know, my my family owned businesses from, you know, the time that before I was born, before I was born. Amazing. So you had wonderful examples from day one. Yeah, yeah, I did. I did. What was your journey in coming the CEO of One Year? 
So uh, first of all, I'm the president and chief operating officer, but also the owner of the bank. And my journey um, was not a straight line. Um, I um, mentioned my great grandmother. This was in a place called Indian Town, Florida. It's a small town with a railroad track. White people lived on one side, black people lived on the other. And I, when I graduated uh, from high school, I just, someone had recommended that I apply to Brown University. I had never heard of Ivy League. I just applied because it was recommended and I got in. Um, but even then I only went because they gave me a full scholarship. So it wasn't like I, you know, I, I had gotten into other schools, but they gave me a full ride. And I was like, okay, I guess that's where I'm going. Um, and I got there and it was like a cultural shock. You know, I remember calling my mom saying, you know, I don't like the white people or the black people. <laughs> um, because, you know, coming from Indian town, it was just, um, it was just a cultural shock. Um, I mean, academically, it actually wasn't uh, super hard. Um, it was more the the social and cultural piece that uh, really took me a while to get adjusted to. Um, so I, you know, I eventually did. I graduated, you know, with distinctions in economics. I, you know, even then I was thinking about uh, being a professor. Uh, when I got to Brown, I wanted to be a math teacher because that's the only role model I had. I didn't think about a banker or a professor. Um, you know, my my sights were, you know, were really a reflection of, of how I grew up. Um, but I got introduced to economics, loved it, got introduced to business school, you know, applied and got into business school, decided uh, to go to Harvard uh, Business School. Uh, again, you know, cultural shock. Um, but, you know, at that point I had been at Brown, I had worked at uh, Bank of America, and so it was less, you know, I lived in New York, it was less of a cultural shock, but it was definitely not a, you know, a straight line. Um, and, you know, eventually ended up owning a bank, um, actually bought four banks and rolled them into one. Um, and we've become the largest black owned bank in the country uh, with a digital presence. We have customers in all, all 50 states. Um, but I, I go back to Indian town uh, every now and then just to really remember, you know, remember my roots, but also to, you know, reflect on my great grandmother, my grandmother, my, you know, my great uncle and my family and how, you know, how my journey uh, really began. It, it really is, um, you know, it, it's, it's humbling, but it also says to me that, you know, it's not where you begin, it's, it's where you end up and it's not, and even then it's not because it's never it's a journey. It never ends. You know, the whole idea is not to get to a particular place, but to really enjoy the journey and to see how many people you can help along the way. Oh, I bought four banks and rolled them into one with ease. Like, I love that. What drives your passion and commitment to serving the black community? Again, I think it goes back to my great grandmother and my family. I mean, it it was never a, an option for me. It was just, it's part of my DNA. I mean, serving is is what I do. I mean, I'm very passionate about you know. There's still the teacher in me. I'm very passionate about financial literacy and educating our community. I really want 
financial literacy to be a core value in our community. I want us to, you know, talk to our kids from the time they're born about money and, you know, how to save, how to budget, how to manage their money and recognize that even when you make mistakes, you can, you know, you can get back up, you know, and, and not, you know, let it, you know, get to your psyche. It, it's, you know, I've seen, you know, not nice people that have a lot of money and very nice people that have very little money. You know, I've seen generous people with little money and not generous people with a lot of money, you know? So, you know, it really is more about, you know, sort of your character and, and whether or not you care about people. And, you know, for me, that's that's what I'm passionate about is, is really, you know, caring about our community, um, helping us connect the dots like a lot of things I saw growing up that I I I I just didn't understand. I didn't understand why we lived on one side of the railroad track and not the other. Mm. It was a marina, you know, actually on the on our side of the railroad track, there was a, a marina that, you know, was really off limits to black people. And I never understood that. They had really fancy houses, had nice marina boats, and you know, it was really made us uh feel less than and feel unwanted. And then you continue down the road to, you know, to the black side of town to Booker Park. And, you know, there were a lot of, um, you know, even, you know, my family, we lived in a shotgun house at, at one point, you know, which is, you know, sort of you can shoot a gun and it go from the front to the back, um, you know, dirt roads. I mean, you know, we didn't, my, my dad, because, you know, our family lived in Indian town for like five generations. You know, my dad had to move to uh, West Palm Beach, Florida to go to high school because there wasn't even a high school uh, in in the entire county of Martin County. So, wow. you know, I, I guess I'm just passionate about ensuring that, you know, the, the little, little Terry's and cherries of the world, you know, grow up with a better understanding of money. I love that you say that because that brings me to one of the questions that I had to you about how financial literacy is such a big deal to you and yeah. the little cherries. I have my very own little cherry and she's yeah, reading your book. Oh, good. Oh, fabulous. Oh, that's a, that warms my heart. Um, Can you yes. tell us a little bit about what drove you to write your book? Yeah. And first of all, let me just say, everybody can get a copy of it. Like it's on Amazon. Someone told me for like $300, but you can download a copy from our website at oneunited.com slash book. Um, so you can download a free copy. Uh, but I wrote the book because, you know, when I looked at, first of all, I have two kids um, and uh, we also adopt schools in the communities that we serve, Boston, you know, where we have branches, Boston, Miami, and LA. And when I was trying to find some books to, you know, help with the education of my kids, as well as the kids in these schools that are black and brown, I couldn't find any books that really, now this was, you know, first of all, it's it's still, uh, it's better today, but still isn't where it needs to be. But I couldn't find any books that really related to our community. You know, there were books, first of all, didn't even have black kids. And then it had sort of like white picket fences and lemonade stands and, you know, that was sort of. Uh, what, what I would call a very suburban view of, of kids and how they are growing up. Whereas, you know, in our communities, you know, they're check cashers on, you know, almost every street. And, you know, we have issues with like check systems records or credit scores or, you know, there's so many issues that, that we don't know about um, that we should know about. And, um, 
I, you know, I just felt like it was important for our kids to know about these things before they made mistakes. Absolutely. Because that's Absolutely. how we found out. It was like trial and error, like, oops, you know, now I have a low credit score. Oops, now I have a check systems record. Or oops, I didn't know I was supposed to save and that, you know, all these things that are really important um, to our community that I, I just wanted to make sure our kids and adults uh, have those lessons. And so I, I say to everyone, if you read the book, you will know, you will learn everything you need to know about money as a foundation. You'll, you'll learn about, you know, marketing and the four P's, you know, you'll learn about money laundering, you'll learn about, you know, check systems records. It has all, you know, all the secrets, you know, that aren't, that really shouldn't be secrets. Um, so, and it's, you know, I think it's a fun book to read. I, I know that kids, you know, they don't, they don't want you to preach, you know, they want to read something that's enjoyable. So I, I, I do feel, um, I'm happy and I feel confident that the book is, uh, is a fun book to read because that's the feedback that kids give me. It is. It is definitely a fun book to read, but I can tell you that I learned from your book because oh, you to me asking me questions and I was like wait a minute baby let's read it together because I wasn't taught financial literacy and yeah, unfortunately yeah. I didn't come from a family who had any money yeah. to know right. what to do with any money you know right. so I'm trying to do different with her and I am a homeschool mom oh so wow yes, oh good your book yeah. was incorporated in our curriculum yeah. I think it's oh, a good. wonderful curriculum for oh, everybody good. out there who is a homeschool parent Oh, yes, yes. What you guys do with the essays every year as well. Yes, yes, we do. Yep, yep. So every year, this is our 13th year, we have a essay contest, essay and art. Um, it used to be just essays, but we added art because we have young artists that, you know, express themselves that way. So we, kids 8 to 12 can, you know, are eligible. They, we asked them to read a book, a financial literacy book, doesn't have to be mine, could be any book, and to um, communicate in their essay or art how the book will help them help their family. And I say that, I want to you know, say that again, how the book will help them help their family. Because a lot of times kids will write a book report. Right. I try to say to them, no, we don't want you to summarize the book. You know, we want you to read a book and then tell us how the lessons that you learned from the book will help you help your family, um, which is a little bit more than just summarizing what's in the book. And um, we get back just incredible essays, incredible art, makes it really hard for us to make a decision. In fact, you know, we, have, we haven't made our decision yet for this year. We will be announcing at the end of this month. Um, but it really is, it's just been a wonderful, oh, I should say, I left out the, the most important part. We choose 10 winners and each kid gets a $1,000 savings account. Amazing. So it really, uh, I you know, I feel like all the kids are winners, whether you get the $1,000 or not, but clearly, you know, between eight to 12 years old, getting $1,000, you know, is a big deal. And um we're always happy to give out, you know, that th those prizes um, in August. Hi, I'm Terry Williams, president of One United Bank. We're proud to announce One United Money Moves, our smarter person-to-person -person payment experience. Send payments in real time without delay, not in an hour or a day, but right away. 
and it includes proactive security. You're protected with One United Bank. We keep breaking records to empower you. So join me at OneUnited.com today. One United Bank. Okay, but One United Bank is a trailblazer when it comes to the banking industry. Mm-hmm. What do you believe sets your bank apart from other financial institutions? Yeah, I um, I think part of what sets us apart is uh, being willing to use the the tools of banking to specifically focus on sort of meeting the needs of our community. And what I mean by that is um, we we do have different needs. I I sometimes this is emotional for me because I and sometimes it also makes me angry <laughs> because I. I always say to people, like, I'm not just a, you know, sort of a white person with a black face. (laughs) You know, I'm a black person. I grew up in a black community and, you know, there's certain parts of our culture, you know, whether it's that, you know, my family was enslaved or whether it was that we lived in a segregated South or in, you know, the, uh, in public housing and the projects, or I went to public schools, but I mean, a whole lot of experiences that, are part of our community that has led to the the racial wealth gap. Mm-hmm. It's not something we did. It was something that was done to us. But because of those experiences, we do have, you know, different needs. We do have a, a like I said, we have a need to know about uh, check cashing stores because they're prevalent in our community. You know, we have a need to know about check systems records because it's not taught in school. And, you know, a lot of us have, you know, end up screwing up our bank account and not realizing that stops us from opening up a bank account at any bank in the country. So there are a lot of things that we are are specific, you know, uh, experiences that create needs that are not being addressed by the majority of banks that are out there. And what we do is we try to, uh, first of all, we hear those needs. We have experienced those needs, you know, but we hear them, we've experienced them. We take that feedback and we solve for them by coming up with products and services to better meet those needs. So I'm going to use an example. We just um, launched uh, a program called Cash Please, which is a short-term small dollar loan program to be a substitute for payday lending. Because what we can see is that there are a lot of people in our community, you know, that run out of money and they need a loan. The new year is the perfect time to start building credit scores. Because when your credit scores increase, your opportunities do too. Like loan approvals and lower interest rates. Chime makes it easier to keep building your credit with a secured Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card. You can use Credit Builder everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Chime helps you build your credit score safely by using your own money to make everyday purchases and on-time payments. To apply, just open a Chime checking account with a $200 qualifying direct deposit. And don't stress, there's no annual fee or credit check required to apply and get started. Start building your credit history and finding new opportunities with the secured Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Late payment may negatively impact your credit score. Results may vary. They go over to the check casher. They get this payday loan. 
and it ends up, you know, costing them 400% interest rates, a bunch of fees. And, and then they're in this perpetual cycle of trying to pay back this loan and having to take out another loan to pay back the loan and on and on and on. And we were like, we think we can do a better job, you know, at that, to fill that need. So our cash please program allows our customers to go, you know, online, you know, take out a loan, have the money deposited into their bank account in four hours. And we only charge 20% in comparison to the 400% that the payday lenders charge. The money is paid back within 90 days, you know, so it's it's similar in that it's short term. It's not a, you know, long-term loan. And then once you pay it back, you know, you can take out another loan, but you have to pay it back before you do. You can't roll it over and get stuck you know, with this perpetual you know, loan problem, you know, we actually require you to pay it back, you know, have a little bit of a grace period and then go back to, uh, to taking out another loan if you need to. And so, you know, that's an example that, that, that service, it took a lot for us to implement it, but hopefully, you know, other banks will start doing a similar, offering a similar program because there's no reason that our community should be using check cashers. Hmm. You know, banks have the tools to, to do the same things that check cashers do. There's just no reason for us to have to rely on, you know, non-bank entities uh, to, to meet our financial needs. And so, you know, when you say what makes us different, we what makes us different is that we are laser focused on filling the needs of the Black community, of the, of the Latino community, of low to moderate income families who, you know, don't have like a whole lot of money to be throwing, you know, at their bank account. And, um, and, and so that, that's what makes us different. That's major because I grew up with a cousin who never had a bank account. She cashed all her checks at a, a check cashing place because yeah. that was what was convenient for her. And so it's definitely something that I've grown up seeing and I never really thought of the whole payday loan thing, but. Right. Well, even myself, when I started working, I, I did the same thing. I went to a check casher and cashed my check, you know? And um, at the end of the week, I would like have run out of money and I'd be like, okay, I gotta, I gotta do better, you know, next time. And I would go it again, do it again, do it again. Every time at the end of the week, I would run, you know, I'd be out of money and I'd be like, I should have saved some of it. And what I didn't realize and what all wealthy people do realize is that the money cannot go in your pocket. If it goes in your pocket, you're more likely to spend it. If you set up an automatic savings plan so that you move some of it, you know, from your, you know, your paycheck into a savings account and the rest of it into your checking account or even into your pocket, you will save automatically you know, and you won't miss it. And you'll look up and you'll be like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I saved all this money. So, but that's the only way to do it. People don't tell you that. That's the yeah. only way to save. Like nobody has the the willpower. <laughs> I hate to put it this way. Nobody has a willpower to have all this cash in their pocket and not spend it. It's, no. that's, that's very rare. So what you need to do is to put it away in an automatic savings plan so that you are saving and you're not even thinking about it. Before you even touch it. Before you even touch it. That is so smart. I've been asking people 
online to just move $20 into a black bank, whether it be one United Bank or another black bank. Can you help explain what moving our money out of white financial institutions can do to better serve our communities if we move just a little bit of money into our own communities? Yeah. So first of all, I do want everyone to know that we offer actually better services than probably the bank you're using. <laughs> I want to start there because you you mentioned, you know, how is One United different? And we have incredible technology that most community banks, most credit unions, even some of the large national banks don't have. You know, you can take a picture of your check. You know, we have more surcharge free ATMs across the country than any other bank in America. You can go to Chase or Citibank branches and, cat and, and get money out and be a One United customer surcharge free. So one, you should, you know, starting with, you can actually get better services with a black bank. So that that's number one. <laughs> and number two is we are the only uh, ethnicity, the only community uh, that doesn't show the power of our dollars by banking with ourselves. You know, when you look at the largest Asian American owned bank, it's $30 billion. When you look at the largest Latino uh, bank, it's $20 billion. When you look at the largest Black-owned bank, it's less than a billion dollars. And the reason is that we don't do business with ourselves. Other groups do business with, their, you know, within their, their community. And it, it really says something. Uh, one, it doesn't provide the black banks with the deposit dollars to lend. So it provides us with less dollars when we, you know, we're providing those dollars. You know, if your money is sitting in whatever bank it is, you got to understand that they are using your dollars, your deposit dollars to lend to communities that don't look like us. Hmm. Yeah. That's, that's so because I've never thought yeah. about that. You, you are making it, you are taking a stand, you are taking a vote with your dollars. So I know it, you know, clearly that's why I wanted to start with, you can get better service, better technology with a black owned bank. But in addition to that, you know, by holding your money at another institution, a not black owned bank, you're basically providing resources to communities that don't look like us. When you put your money with a black owned bank, we are much more likely to lend like on a scale of, you know, a thousand percent more likely to lend to communities that are black and brown as opposed to other communities. So it really does make a difference. And it's not just putting deposit dollars in, it's actually using the bank and really you know, supporting the bank and promoting the bank as your, your friend's mom did, you know, because you know, there, there are times when people would say to me, I, I don't believe that there's a black owned bank. I mean, I couldn't believe this. They were like, there's not black owned bank. And I come out like, no, I'm the owner, I'm black, you know. They're like, well, you know, somebody else is, you know, behind it. And I was like, no, you know, there's no white man behind the curtain, you know, wow. like, you know. And so there, there is a, you know, there's, there's a belief that we can't do this or that we're not good at money. It's all like untrue. Like we're believing what they have told us about right. ourselves. Like we are actually very good with money as a community. Like the, the reason that the wealth gap exists is not that we overspend or we spend on the wrong things. 
Like that's totally untrue. Like totally untrue. Like it's been proven, you know, scientifically. Right. That the wealth gap exists not because we overspend, but because we have we were precluded from owning real estate. You know, they were giving money away to white, you know, families to move to the suburbs. That we were not. Uh, it, it was in the law that that we could not participate in those programs, and that you know, and there are all a whole lot of other things that were you know beyond you know enslavement, Jim Crow. I can go on and on you know, not being paid the same amount for the same job. I mean, discrimination is the reason that the wealth gap exists. It's not because Black people aren't good with money or Black people spend too much. So um, yes, I think everyone should bank Black, buy Black, you know, and support and support our community. I love it. I, you don't understand. As you speak, I'm gloating <laughs> with pride oh. for you and I'm gloating for the next generation oh. because they say every generation does better. You know, and yeah. you really are helping my child learn things that I never knew. Yeah. Yeah. Talking yeah. about the advocacy, because I don't want to just say Black Lives Matter, mm -hmm. because you are right. really behind social justice, period. Mm -hmm. How do you navigate the balance between advocacy and like corporate responsibility? Mm -hmm. So for us, um, you know, advocacy is critical to not not just our success but our community's uh, mm -hmm. success um that basically financial well-being is tied to social justice i mean the reason that as i said the wealth gap exists is because there were laws in place there were policies in place that were discriminatory and so if you're not fighting for our rights if you're not fighting for you know, uh, basically the end to mass incarceration, or if you're not fighting for voting rights, if you're not fighting, you know, for a a more just system, you know, you're not really trying to focus on improving our financial well-being or closing the racial wealth gap. Because, you know, the policies that are in place and the systemic policies that are in place uh, that that hold us back continue to exist. So for us, it's not even an option. We have to fight for social justice. Um, it, it's not, you know, there, there's, you know, I guess a, sometimes a, a thought that corporations or banks, you know, shouldn't um, get involved in, you know, social movements. And we say, you know, the opposite of that. In fact, we are, we are very much in support of Black Lives Matter, very much in support of voting rights um, and, and really encouraging our community to vote um, because it is through public policy uh, that a real change uh, can happen in terms of uh, closing the racial wealth gap. You know, as you talk about the racial wealth gap, they're talking about there might be another pandemic. And I know, talking about there might be another pandemic. And mm. when you think about the pandemics and the bank and what's to come, can you tell us some ways that One United Bank supported its customers during COVID-19? Yeah, wow. Um, one of the things that we had the fortune of uh, happening to us is because we are in Boston, Miami and LA and all across the country, but we saw, we saw the pandemic, you know, coming before a lot of people did. Um, you know, there was, 
an incident in Boston where people started to realize, wait a minute, there is this thing called COVID-19 and uh, the city, I, I remember specifically when it happened, this, you know, March 13, 2020, 2020 uh, um, the, the city really shut down, you know, and I flew from Boston to Miami. When I got to Miami, you know, everybody was still partying in Miami, whereas Boston knew that this pandemic was happening and uh, and the city shut down. We were able to communicate to our customers and to our supporters, you know, like immediately what they needed to do. And really, you know, and you can look back at our, our blog articles, but we were like, okay, these are the things that you need to, to do in order to uh, survive, you know, this pandemic. And, you know, and we we continue that communication throughout. Um, and, the, the you know, what we realize is that First of all, you know, knowledge is power, but what's even more powerful is when you get that knowledge, you know, sort of knowing uh, sooner rather than later is very, very helpful. What I'll also say um, for myself, and this is sort of personal story I haven't even talked about before, um, but my, my uh, brother uh, passed away from uh, HIV. And if he had not gotten AIDS when he did, he would be living today. And so I understood that, you know, you don't want to be the first to get a virus. You know, you need to protect yourself for as long as possible because there will be, there will be solutions, but they will come later. And so I was saying, you know, to everyone is to protect yourself during this time because it, it, there will be a solution, but you don't want to get the virus early. And so um, so we got that communication out. Um, we offered the paycheck uh, uh, program, payroll protection program to our customers. And we offered it not to the big you know, businesses that a lot of the banks offered it to. You know, we offered ours. Our first um, PPP loan was to a Uber driver amazing yes and she you know she i mean because uber uber nobody was getting an uber i mean so she went from having this income to having no income and um uh but you know she was very appreciative but to us it was sort of like this is what we do you know like our our goal is really to ensure that our community gets access to these programs as opposed to giving them to the biggest, you know, businesses that are out there in some cases that didn't even need the money. Um, mm. So, I, you know, we, uh, you know, also promoted, I know this, this is sort of became controversial, but we promoted uh, people getting vaccinated or learning about the vaccination and explaining that it was a black woman that, you know, was really the scientist behind this vaccination um, because what we could see is that, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there, just as there is about us and money. Absolutely. You know, it's the misinformation that, you know, gets in the way of us, you know, building wealth, closing the racial wealth gap, you know, voting, you know, um, taking a stand, um, because we hear a lot of misinformation and we're not, you know, always making good decisions because we are making it based on bad information. 
So we tried to do what we could to share, you know, the truth. Um, you know, same thing with Black Lives Matter. We supported Black Lives Matter when people were saying it was a terrorist organization. We're like, you know, that's just ridiculous. Even today, people are now are like, oh, Black Lives Matter, they, you know, they have issues. Like Black Lives Matter has been incredibly successful. It has raised awareness in ways that have has never happened before. And so, you know, if you want to pick out, you know, one little thing here that's wrong, one little thing here that's wrong. All organizations have issues, but in terms of the impact mm -hmm. that Black Lives Matter has had, it's had a huge impact in terms of moving us forward as it relates to social justice. Talk about impact. Let's talk about the impact right now that One United Bank is having on social uh, media and the yeah. marketing. What are the goals and how are you promoting to your customers? So we are, we're very active on social media. Um, so I can you know, say to everybody, follow us on, you know, Twitter, in Twitter, Twitter is sort of, I, I'm on, I got a question about Twitter. I love black Twitter, but I had a question about Twitter or X or whatever it's called, but Instagram, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn. Um, but, but, you know, part of the reason is because we, we as a community are very active on social media and we're trying to get the word out again about financial literacy, about social justice, and uh, really help our community understand what's going on. We also get great feedback. So by the way, you know, everybody that makes a comment, you know, I read all the comments and we get great feedback, you know, good and bad. You know, some people say, hey, you're doing a great job. Other people are like, you suck. You know, and you screwed up, you know, we get all, we take all the feedback, we look into it um, and address, you know, our, our customers' needs, as well as, you know, listen to the recommendations from our community uh, to get better. And I will say we have gotten better. We continue to get better. You know, we're about to launch a, a new program. I, I'll say this on your, on your show. Um, we're about to launch a new program uh, that will, uh, that you uses artificial intelligence for good. <laughs> wow. So it's an AI-driven program that will help our community build wealth, that will be able to provide, you know, insights. Uh, and I, I can't, you know, I can't say anymore at the moment, but it's coming soon. Um, but part of the reason that we're uh, launching this program is because, you know, of the feedback that we received in terms of what our community needs. So we, you know, social media to us is a feedback mechanism that really helps us uh, get better. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for letting me go off book. Look, I sent this lady all these questions that I didn't ask her because this conversation has been so much better and oh, so much informational. I love the fact that you really are involved. So if yeah. you have yeah. questions, ask them yeah. on her platform. Yes. She yeah. or somebody who's trusted is really going to get yes. back to you. Yes. I yeah, never thought when I posted yeah. about the bank in yeah. November that somebody yeah. would actually reach out to me and be like, oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, we, we do. We read everything. I read everything. It's helpful. It's helpful. I mean, our community, we're, we're really good at giving, uh, good feedback and and so yes if you have questions if you have feedback you know let us know oh thank you so much it has been an thank honor you. to have you i thank am you. so and let me tell you i fell in love with y'all y'all called me and told me merry christmas oh, uh, uh, we do so have a team 
We do have a team that calls our customers. They absolutely do. They're our customer success team. They call our customers. And they're always, our customers are always like, you call me. But we call our customers. We do. Let me tell you, that was a big deal to me. The only time a bank ever called me is when I owed them some money. So <laughs> for somebody just to call me and say Merry Christmas was a really big deal. Oh, thank you. Thank you. you. It's late. I didn't get to talk to them, but Merry Christmas. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> yes, yes. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. And I am going to continue being a One United Bank customer. I hope in a couple of years I'm still doing the show and I can have you back so you can tell me all the new stuff that you guys have. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So again, thank you for having me. It's really, it's really fun. Thank you so much. Amazing. Thank you. Okay. What up, Sherry? Heard across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Heard across the world. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. Representing for every girl. Welcome to Cherry's world. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.